Welcome to Papa's House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. Hi, lovely people. We welcome you in the name of Jesus. We welcome you to Papa's House. We are so glad you joined this morning to worship the Lord with us. Uh, let's just jump right into the word. I believe it's a prophetic word. God has something for us, not just to chew and enjoy, but to really put this in practice so that we can really see his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Wonderful. Shall we pray? Holy Spirit, speak to us this morning. We are not here to hear the man's voice. We are here to hear the voice of your son, Jesus. Father, so speak to us. Speak to us. Let our eyes be attentive. Let our hearts be receptive. Let our emotions be sensitive to hear what the Spirit says to the church. And all God's people say, in Jesus' name, Amen. Wonderful. The title goes like this. It's up on the screen. Sovereignty versus responsibility. Now, there's a saying goes around and everywhere I have heard that and I used to say that God is in control. And I, I beg to differ on that. Why? Because if God is in control, there will be no rape. If God is in control, there would be no uh, a bribe, uh, you know, uh, or God is in control, there will be no dowry. If God, injustice to the dowry, and God is in control, uh, there will be no corruption. If God is in control, there will be so many people who are, uh, who are perishing without knowing his precious love. I believe this, God is sovereign. God is sovereign. That means he has an ultimate purpose, an ultimate design, an ultimate intentionality over nation, over individuals, over circumstances, over things, over situations, over his creation, over his created beings. But there is a humongous responsibility the Lord has laid over his church or over his children as a mandate to bring that sovereignty into a reality in and through our lives. Now, the scripture I'm going to choose today, we're going to meditate on, is from the book of Hosea. Hosea is an Old Testament minor prophets. And most of the time, minor prophets, if not all the time, carry major truths. And Hosea is one of the minor prophets who was one of the contemporary along with Amos and Isaiah. And he lived around during that season, but he was bringing a word to the people of Israel that is still still valid in our own lives. And I'm going to read only one scripture. And this is the punchline statement of how Hosea finishes the entire book. We don't have time to meditate on the life of Hosea. It's fabulous to know. Uh, but the stunts of metaphors God is using in that 14 chapters. But there are few things we will highlight it. But we'll jump quickly into the content of the, the scripture and the message. Okay. The first thing, Hosea 14 verse 9. I'm reading from the uh, amplified version. It goes like this. For the ways of the Lord are right and the righteous, in brackets, uncompromisingly just shall walk in them. Now, when Hosea wrote this, 
the children of Israel, by the way, Uzziah means salvation, the Lord who saves. It's amazing, isn't it? So when Uzziah wrote, uh, when Uzziah lived uh, during the time when children of Israel have literally taken God for granted and they have left Yahweh and followed other gods and they lived a very uh, promiscuous lifestyle. And God told Uzziah to do something very crazy and it's it's incredible. He told him to go marry a prostitute uh, and then he asked them, uh, he asked uh, Uzziah to say, you know what, I'm going to ask you to have babies with them, but I'm going to tell you to name those babies and see if you are having a baby and Uzziah is the last person you should check out with to ask uh, what's the name you can give for a baby? Because he had three kids. Once, I think it's one daughter and two two sons. And these are the names. Jezreel means God sows and scatters. And Lo Ruma, which basically means no pity. And Lo Ami, which means you're not my people. So imagine having those three kids. How many kids do you have? Uh, what are their names? Uh, the first one is like God scatters. The second one is no mercy. The third one is not my people. <laughs> uh, but it's got such a, a, a spiritual meaning. And then at the end of the uh, the book, Hosea concludes by taking the prefix out. He calls it, you know, I will have pity, Roma. I will have pity. I will have mercy on you, says the Lord. You know, and then Lo Amini takes the prefix out and he puts Ami and he says, you know, uh, you are my people instead of you are not my people, you'll be my people. Now, God uses in the book of Hosea tons and tons of uh, metaphors. He uses, I mean, it's up in the screen, you can see all of it. The nation is an unfaithful wife, a stubborn heifer, you know, hot haven, a burned cake, a silly dove, a foolish farmer, a useless vessel, a stray donkey. And I have written the scriptures there also. So please do yourself a favor. It's just 14 chapters. It will take in one sitting you can read or in a couple of days you can read. It's it's packed with the, you know, uh, it's stuff. So you can really get to know the person and also the journey of that person in the nation of Israel during the time. All right. A worthless uh, fruit tree, bad wine, hapless twig, a disobedient child. Tons of metaphors. Now. He also uses metaphors to describe how God deals with his people, like a wild animal that devours, a moth that eat away the nation, a hunter who traps wild birds, a farmer who yokes Israel like an ox. And then he also talks about how God will have mercy on his people, a forgiving husband, a loving parent, a healing physician, a fresh dew. Uh, these are the scriptures you will see throughout the book of Hosea. Now, I'm just giving you rashly the, the overview because I want to dwell on the main concept of the topic of responsibility and the sovereignty. Why I mentioned this? Because the ways of the Lord are always right. What does that mean? That means God intentionally designed, desired, and in and in in, in and desired and designed in such a way that everything He created has a unique purpose. And for example, us, we are the people. Why God created? 
couple of reasons number one he created for his pleasure it's in revelation you will read that number two we are created to worship him out of that comes number three we are created to take care of the garden good stewardship so there are some sovereign eternal unchangeable intentions of god but most of the time sadly because of the precious gift and also the dangerous gift god gave to mankind the gift of ability to choose what happened was we have not chosen god's highest and the best intentions rather we have chosen what we think is the best and the ramifications of that is we have got into a serious mess now there is a tendency for us and i don't know about in other culture in tamil culture uh, when we <laughs> when we hit a stone uh, on the road uh, or the thorn on the road we have the saying in tamil kallu ena tattirchi or mullu kutirchi so it's as if like the the thorn is sitting there to prick you we never say i hit myself on the stone or uh, as i was walking i accidentally stepped on a thorn and you know i got hurt we kind of have a blame mentality and uh, you know uh, why late a uh, late aayirchi <laughs> bus late aayirchi why bus late aayirchi we have excuses that always leaves it on other person or a situation so that we can be guilt free and this is a tendency many times people say and uh, uh, people say well if there is a god why there is so much poor people in there if there is a god why there is so much sickness if there is a god why there is still uh, chaos and confusion if there is a god why god did not allow a godly person to come on the throne to rule the nation and and this is a challenge even for us in india we we prayed for a person but then uh, god turned the tide and it turned out to be a different person and that and then uh, even in america people praying and and suddenly things are changing and there is a tendency to say well i don't think god is interested in this thing that's an extreme fatalistic uh, world view putting it everything like i don't think or or to another extreme well you know what um, you know what maybe god his uh, his uh, he lost his control and uh, and we have gone it's all doomsday in, in another thing you know so i do believe there is a marriage between their sovereignty and their responsibility and i have written down here a few things and it's going to be going to focus on sovereign sovereignty of god and we're going to look at seven responsibility of our lives you know what we have to do the first one it's up in the screen god desires everyone to be saved that's the sovereign intentionality of god god desires he said i want my children everyone to come to know my precious love everyone he says you know god so loved the world it's in john 3:16 that he gave his son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life so that's the desire of god that's the intentionality of god that's the design of god that is the original desire of god that is what god as 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 in his heart for eternity past now my question is 
Are people dying without knowing Jesus? Absolutely yes. Are people uh, dying without even hearing the name Jesus? And uh, uh, yes. So what's our responsibility? What's our responsibility? It's up on the screen. To share the good news to those who haven't heard and also most importantly to live the gospel. To live the gospel. Now, we have a tendency to say, well, if God wants to save, he will save people. You know, I'm not here to debate your doctrinal position. I'm not here uh, to say, are you a Calvinist or you're an Armenian, you know. And I remember this funny uh, joke one of our YWAM leaders said, you know, there was a Calvinist and an Armenian and uh, and uh, YWAMer, they all went to hell. And the Calvinist said to the Armenian and to the Vaivamar, you know why I'm in hell? I'm in hell because I'm predestined to be in hell. And that's why I'm in hell. And then the Armenian looked at the Vaivamar and the Calvinist and said, you know what, why I'm in hell? I'm in hell because... uh, Man, I I should have done a good job. I probably, my good works have never reached up to a place of uh, uh, arriving to a place of heaven. That's what I'm, that's why I'm in hell. And they both, the Armenian and the Calvinist looked at the Vaivamar and they wanted to know why the heck he is here. And the Vaivamar is pondering and he's saying, closing his eyes, Lord, what are you teaching me here? <laughs> you know, that's one of the Vaivam slogans. What are you teaching me here? And it's too late to ask the question while you are in hell, you know. So anyway, so, but you get the point. We have a tendency to blame everything on God and just to lose our responsibility. And I believe to share the good news, to live the good news, the best way to share the good news is to live. You know, the best way to preach Jesus is to demonstrate Jesus. The best way to tell people that he loves by loving someone. The best way to to say Jesus heals is to go around and in his name heal people, you know. And uh, so I'm I'm just going to unlock a few of those things and look at the second one. God is just. What does that mean? That means he cares for the justice. He cares. He cares when there is a corruption. When there is a the right now, there is farmers' protestation going on. Right now, there are challenges. You know, you and me live in a city. We go to S'more. We go to Harish. We swipe the card. Nowadays, you don't even go there. You call them. I mean, most of our groceries, we don't go. We just call, send a WhatsApp, and they send it to us. We do wire transfer. So it's it has come to a place of convenience. But there are tons and tons of people, uh, literally thousands and thousands of people are suffering. They can't, they, it's, it's, they're suffering to meet their, uh, meet, uh, meet their needs. And there's, they're, they're like hand to mouth, hand to mouth. God is just. So what's our responsibility? Irresponsibility is Isaiah 61. You'll see he bind, to bind up the brokenhearted. You know, Jesus Jesus, the eternal son of God, he said, the sovereignty of God is upon me. Now, my responsibility is to bind up the brokenhearted. He said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. My responsibility is to set the captives free. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever sat with a broken heart person and cried with them? 
Have you ever sat with a person who are going through a loss or a hurt or a mourning through a relationship that is broke up, you know, and you are standing with them, sitting with them, not advising anything like Job's friends, bringing all sorts of accusations, but just it's called ministry of presence, being there with them, sitting with them, crying with them and say, you know what, I feel what you are feeling. I am here to cry with you, not to ask you why are you crying, not to say it's okay, don't cry or to say, you know, Tamil people, the men, they say the men don't cry, you know, all those things, just put away all those things to just sit with someone. That's the ministry of healing. Jesus knew he's going to raise Lazarus up from the tomb. But you know what he did? He cried. You know, he 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 was sovereign as God. But as a human, he took the responsibility to mourn and to cry and to say, Yes, I feel your pain. I feel what you are going through. Here is this. My responsibility. My friends, very often we are so aloof from the problems and we have a tendency to blame God or write it. We don't call it fatalistic because we are Christians. We don't believe in fate. But you know what we believe? We say, it's the will of God, brother. <laughs> Lord have mercy on us, you know. And the third one, it's another sovereignty. What is the another sovereignty of God? God is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What does that mean? He still has not left his throne. He did not bite his fingers and he said, oops, these guys have chosen a different government or something. So I'm going to move away. Maybe I have to. No, he is still on the throne. The tomb of Yeshua is empty, guys. We are worshipping not a dead God, but the resurrected power of Jesus. He is an amazing Father. He restores us. His Spirit dwells in us. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That means He still has the final say. What is my responsibility? Now, this is where it gets really... That's why your hands has to get dirty. Otherwise, you are not building His kingdom. Now, to earnestly seek to build his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Now, it's easy to say, harder to live. Easy to preach, harder to practice. Now, this is what it means, earnestly to seek. Whenever you see something contrary to the sovereignty, the originality, the intentionality, the design and the desire of God that you see in your life or you see in some person's life, see in a situation, you and me owe to God a divine responsibility, a unique responsibility to pull that heaven on earth as it is in heaven, to contend for that, to say, God, it's not up there why it's here. I want to see your reality on earth. Are you understanding? Are you understanding this point? You know, this is this is where the PhD comes. You know, one of our dear friends, uh, she lives, uh, she's an Indian, lives a different country and she's... Uh, She's one of the scientists and she's a PhD holder. And, and one day I told her, Akka, uh, uh, I call her Akka. And I told her, Akka, uh, 
you know i i found out the different meaning for phd and uh, and she asked what's that uh, brother charles she's very courteous and she always says brother charles and i said akka phd means pulling heaven down <laughs> and she just laughed and, and 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 she believes in that you know she's a bible believing born again christian and and that's one of the thing you know we have a responsibility of pulling heaven down wherever you go yes lord you are the lord of lords king of kings in my area in my town i don't see it i want to see your kingdom come i want to see your kingdom come in my department everybody is cursing everybody is gossiping in the name of prayer request everybody everybody is speaking in a foul mouth your kingdom come on earth everywhere there is corruption bribe your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven everywhere there is chaos your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven everywhere there is uncertainty your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven what are you doing you are not just blaming god you're not just leaving everything into god's hand you are trusting in his sovereignty the original design and the intentionality of god but you are saying i want that reality to be my present reality does it make sense this beautiful guys you know i have a few more okay seven i said right now the fourth one now from the fourth sovereignty of god god desires us to be free from poverty right poverty spirit is not from god god never designed anyone i'm not again oh this guy is a prosperity teacher you can call me whatever but god designed anyone everyone to live not in poverty poverty is not godly that's a spirit not designed by god i'm not talking about prosperity having your spiritual uh, uh, status measured on how much you possess how much car how many cars you have or how much money you have in your account no i'm not talking about i'm talking about living in absolute misery is never the intentionality of god now what's our responsibility to live a lifestyle of giving a generosity my goodness you know this is my prayer guys this is my prayer it that we indians you know for many years we were on the receiving end my prayer that we will be on the giving end we will be on the giving end my prayer one day that we will see missionaries leaving india to the most post christian nations who once sent missionaries like in european countries to americas to go and preach the gospel I believe it is time for us to live a lifestyle of generosity. I'm not talking about your 10%. If you're doing your 10%, you are basically taking care of your duty. This every morning Isaac and Asha brush their teeth. I don't reward them for their brushing their teeth. <laughs> you know why? Because it is a duty of a human being. you give tithe it's a duty i'm talking about above and beyond your duty ask yourself god what should i do every year add a percentage or a two into the giving put a specific you know uh, you know target it when you give it to the church say this is my tithe 
and this is my offering and i want use this offering for the poor for the needy for the welfare of the education of the kids you know things like that so do not just say well i have given my tithe let's see i'm done no 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 it's more than that it's a lifestyle of giving not just finances your time your energy your talents you know people say when i'm retired brother na ulithu govam brother god doesn't want <laughs> feeble knees and weak hands god wants the ones you know the ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 1 says in tamil so beautiful valiba priyashathil un krishishthigare ninai that means remember the creator in the days of your youth you know so turn to give, learn to give to god the best of what you have not the leftovers not the second hand not your crappy you know worn out time that you're like appa romba tired a irukka stotram 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 that kind of prayer you probably will not even reach the sky you know um, the ceiling of your roof i mean so i want to encourage you to live your full responsibility i think it was bill johnson or someone said that god as a design i'm obviously paraphrase paraphrasing it um, god has a design for everyone god has put that potential in everyone how you need to be according to his design but it's up to you to draw that potential out for his glory number 5 we are running out of time it's already 25 minutes god is our healer that's the sovereignty of god that's the so- he heals people now we have created a theology based on what did not happen i'm not talking about denial if you are sick you need to admit you are sick but there is a tendency to become more facts oriented or the flip side is denying the facts and just going on a irrational Uh, mindset you know and that's not even uh, it, it's it's not true like if you look at the story of elizabeth uh, sorry as uh, zachariah and, and and mary and if you read the story the angel comes to zachariah is in the temple is serving doing sacrifices aromas to the lord angel shows up and he says zachariah god heard your answer prayer i'm going to answer you you're going to have a son zachariah is like he's using logic to minimize the word of the lord and he says i don't think it's going to possible here was a lady in the jewish culture you can't even enter into the synagogue and god forbid you can't even study torah here is a teenage girl angel appears and and says you are chosen highly favored one you're going to birth give birth to your son and mary's was like how could this possible it was not a question of logic it was a question of more information I, i want to believe this but how you know i don't have a boyfriend i've never slept with a guy and and we are not living together we are just engaged I, I, how it's going to work out you know and and that's a question of information and god says boom 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 through the angel and angels and the mary says according to your word let it be happen to me you see the difference a girl teenage girl outside the temple uh, encounter with the lord she didn't focus on the facts she focused on the faith here was a guy being in the temple he knows all those things but then when it comes to that matter of trusting him he was like wow no i don't think so 
you know that's what i wrote down here faith focuses on the truth facts focuses on the problem now where are you focusing on i'm not saying to ignore the problem faith doesn't ignore the problem faith doesn't give the problem the in the right place of influence the situation it just comes about that faith is like you know you you climb above the situation and you speak into that that's that's why isaiah 55 says my ways are not your ways you god is saying climb up to my level and sit there next to me and then from there you declare and decree over the situation i'm not talking about just positive confession uh, you know seven times repetition i'm not talking about don't get me wrong i'm talking about believing what god has said about himself to be true and about us to be true amen number 6 god created everything beautiful that's the sovereignty of god what's our responsibility to be good stewards of the land you know and so we are living in a culture right now in india it's changing there is a tide it's happening it's a culture of me culture you know when when we grew up when i grew up when you know 30 years 40 years ago the generation was a us culture it's all about we cared for one another now it's like we don't even know the neighbor it's me culture it's about i need to get happy i need to be filled it's i need to get all i can i need to you know i need to be it's my personal happiness is the most important thing then i don't care you, it's it's just matter if everybody else is messed around it's just my preference supersedes everybody else well being now if we live in that attitude what's going to happen the world is going to live a chaos and that's why christians have a huge responsibility to take care of the garden not just the physical garden in the area of your life how are you bringing the beauty of the lord inside and i believe mama ida scudder has had that idea in mind that's why cmc campus is still beautiful but it's up to you to take you to the next level and say god bring this reality on earth on vellore you know my prayer for vellore will be clean green not green circle green and beautiful you understand what i'm saying so that's that's my desire because i am worshiping a god who created beauty I am I'm worshiping a god we live in a town where it's close by the coast and there are like like you there are piers you can walk up to that coast and you can just there are bridges it's so beautiful and i am looking at them saying god one day pala river you know when you cross pala river you find beef shops chopping shops and all the blood oozing out and the dogs and pigs eating those mess and then you have cemetery and then you have this uh, people washing clothes i don't know i am not giving my clothes to them to wash but it's so weird and we need to trust god god make my city beautiful oh yes appa varugrar brother edhukku city la beautiful pannidu you know god is coming why i have to make that's the design of god god designed us to see beauty in everything you know it's so it's interesting that when we marry the responsibility with the sovereignty things become so beautiful last but not the least and this is where i want to focus on a few more minutes god is love now what's our responsibility this is going to shock you it's up in the screen to love someone who disagrees with you you see we can love someone everybody who agrees with you praise the lord sonnaru nanu praise the lord sonna 
He told me praise the Lord. I also told praise the Lord. That's very easy. But can you love someone who is being mean to you, who disagrees with you, who don't believe in the God you believe, who chooses to walk away from the core beliefs of your heart? Can you still love? Can I give you an example for who that is? Jesus. We were the Bible, the best description, the best description of us towards God is here. You want me to read that for you? I'll read it for you. It's in Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Now, it's it's a verse 6. Like wayward sheep, I'm reading, reading from the passion. Like a wayward sheep, we all wandered astray. Each of us has turned from God's paths and chosen our own way. Even so, Yahweh laid the guilt of every sin upon him. Wow. Who are you? Who, are, who am I? We have turned away deliberately from God. But God pursued us and laid the guilt of our sin upon his only begotten son. Why? God is love. And my friends, I tell you, it's so easy to pronounce these things, but I'm telling this with heaviness in my heart. It's not easy to practice. Sometimes it costs your ego. You gotta die to yourself. Sometimes it costs your your religious, your uh, your cultural pride. Die to yourself so that you can still love someone. You know, I used to be that kind of person when somebody comes and asks with this, uh, all those you know garlands and uh, decorations on the head and. Uh, and they are from a different belief system and and I like I don't want to give money to them. And one day the Holy Spirit said, you know, you were worse than that guy, far away from me. And I pursued you. How long it takes for you to just give a 10 or 20 rupees and tell them Jesus loves you. You know, now I'm excited when I see them. I'm like, I want to give something and talk about Jesus to them. Why? Because and when I talk to them, I tell you guys, many of them, many of them, and maybe they do it because they, I give them money, or many of them intentionally hear what, what, who is Jesus is. So my friends, I want to encourage you. You know, the ways of the Lord are always right. And this is the, Amplified version it says, The righteous, uncompromisingly just person shall walk with them. Now, do you want to see the sovereignty of God, everyone to be saved? Preach the good news. Do you want to see God is just? Bind up the brokenhearted. Do you want to see God reigns on the throne? Earnestly to seek his will and build his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Do you want to see his desire? that everyone to be free from poverty, live a lifestyle of generosity. Do you want to see God a healer? Speak faith over facts. Do you want to see God created everything beautiful? Be good stewards of the land he has given you. Do you want to see God is love? Love someone who chosen a different path from yours. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will help us to do our part.
and still trust in your sovereign hand of yours just like your son when he came and he said the spirit of the sovereign lord is upon me he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor he didn't say the sovereign lord will do salvation the sovereign lord will bind up the broken order no the sovereign lord has anointed me to bring his kingdom on earth so father help us help us to live a lifestyle that brings your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven we humbly ask you for the boldness of the impartation of the holy spirit on us and all god's people say in jesus name amen my dear friends if there is anyone here who are watching here for the first time and who don't know jesus i want to pray with you if you just put your hand on your heart and you say this after me lord jesus i confess i am a sinner what is a sinner someone who has chosen a different path i ask you to forgive me i open my heart come and take residence in my heart i confess with my mouth you are my lord i believe in my heart you are raised from the dead make me your son and your daughter if you pray this prayer with me you are a born again believer be plugged in in a god bible based fires filled spirit filled church give yourself at least an year of being plugging in intentionally you will see 